It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth land, and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority, creative minority, creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble, it was good trouble, it was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode from Public Access America. We are just waiting for our hosts and guests to join. This just in, but first, the China Initiative. Teachers in headdresses. Inequality, inspirations beyond disabilities, unsubscribed, and more. All coming up in the next episode of Public Access America. (laughs) There you go. I can do it when I want to. All right, we're going to get started with the show in just a minute. Thank you for listening to Public Access America. Hey, find our live streams, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on YouTube at Public Access America, and find our podcast everywhere you find your favorite podcast. This week, I'm going to shout out Podcast Addict. Thank you. It's time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding... Our external liberty Just sitting here playing. I was, what? That was not the button I intended on pushing. <laughs> well, you know. Hey, how you doing? Welcome in. Welcome into Public Access America. My name is Jason. His name is Jeffrey, and we are just here to talk about the world and weirdness involved in it. We're just waiting for our guest, which gives us a chance to let him chime in because he's here. That's how fast things happen on Public Access America. Coming up, teachers and headdresses, the internet is crazy, and what Adam did while he was on break on the next episode of Public Access America. I'm going to go with, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, aggressive masturbation. That's aggressive? definitely, that's definitely what, what ADOG would do. A dog is a dog is definitely down for aggressive masturbation. Yeah. Now that he found some rubber tipped Q tips, he's good. Hey, do you sounds know? bad? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it always sounds bad. Hey, I love know? the hat though. Holy shit! What, what, what hat is it? It's red. I know that. That's all I know, buddy. Oh, hey, it's the Little Kenny Irish. What? What? <laughs> you know, you know, Little Kenny, you know, from Little Kenny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good morning, fellas. Yo. Good morning. <laughs> this I'm just like- in, we're joined by Adam Gonzalez from Adam is a beard. Sorry, I'm practicing my radio voice these days. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Nothing wrong with that, dude. I don't know. When you, ha- when you set up your microphone, you just have to do a lot of sound tests. And mm-hmm. so you just practice your uh, radio voice. Sorry, I'm just giving you time to get set up while you're doing it. Oh, testicles, Boom. testicles, testicles. Testicles, one, two, three. One, three? Three. three. Mm. <laughs> testicles, what? one. Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No, aggressive testicles. That's another thing. That, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. There we go. I think I'm set up now. I think. All right. I love it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Jeffrey came in and surprised me, and I hit the wrong button and hit record instead of whatever I was going to do. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Who knows? Who knows? I, I am so happy and excited today because I feel like we're running on all cylinders for the first time. I always say like Jeffrey and I seem to be more of the right, right brain perspective, and I love Devi and Adam for being more of the left brain perspective. And now we have Adam on and I just love it. <laughs> love it. I wouldn't Adam say, show, I wouldn't say on show, any side. <laughs> well, 
Adam, Adam the perspective. <laughs> Adam, loves, Adam <laughs> loves the mental health aspects of it. And, you know, he loves men's health. He loves mental awareness. He loves getting in tune with the energies of the universes. I love those conversations. He's had uh, two spiritual conferences on his feed. I love that. And he's been on hiatus for a while, collecting his own energies and destinations around the planet that I want to hear about. So I want to know <laughs> while you were on, oh, Adam has a beard is back, everybody. In the, in the feed, he's got episodes coming out now again. He's back to a day shift. And I just want to know what's going on with uh, Adam. You know, Dude. what have you been doing on your break? What have you been doing since you've been gone? Dude, so I got this massive, I got this, I don't think it's a massive promotion, but I got a good promotion. And so now I'm like doing something that I really love to do and I get to lead people, which I'm like, people say I'm a natural born leader. I don't know about a natural born leader, but I'm a motherfucker when it comes to it. Oh, excuse my language. No, I'm not. But, but that's what I like to do, man. I mean, I like to lead people and like to do shit and, and we're out there, you know, laying out and beautifying the freeways and. And then it's like, you know, we got stuck on night shift because most of the stuff that we have to do like revolves around nights and minimal traffic. So, yeah, I've just been doing that. We've been up at the rainforest, the whole rainforest, dude. The whole rainforest is like the most magical place like that I could think of in, in the Pacific Northwest. And it's just oh. so amazing. Seen some amazing things at night and some amazing. We got chased by Bigfoot. And, and then I started like three bands and then. And then I come back to days and now I'm on days and I'm like, lie, I got to get some of this out, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So here I, I am. I wasn't chasing. Wait, I'm not Bigfoot. Not, oh, wait. No, you said Bigfoot, no, you're, the, not big you're the little brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The big dick. No, not Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Bigfoot. Big dick wasn't around. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Bigfoot is a euphemism for microdosing. Well, that too, but, uh, <laughs> hey, but, but I thought for you, sure Bigfoot was out there, <laughs> but you did something I've always wanted to do and go to Hawaii and you took oh, your family dude. to Hawaii. Right. Yeah. And I think what I've been learning this week is that like the internet is more intrusive only because we allow it to. And mm. I always think about kids are our future. So I've really been wondering how your son handled being in Hawaii, like experiencing things that you see on the internet. You know well, what I mean? The thing is about Hawaii, man, it's like, it is, it's kind of cool. It, it, it's actually really gorgeous. It's really amazing. I met some cool people over there. I met a uh, shout out to Kanoi, dude. He was, uh, he was pretty awesome with parasailing, but uh, my son handled the, the trip. Um, the lead up to the trip was like more, more anxious for him. He was like oh. super anxiety, attackish about the whole of the situation. And then we yeah. got there and he was just like, oh, wow, son, son, pool, 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 son, pool, son, pool, pool, pool. Daddy's drunk. Poor pool, pool, pool. You know, so, <laughs> so he had a great time. I mean, you know, oh. there were some cool activities for, for kids and he was just all about it. And then he dragged me into it. Of course, I'm a big giant kid. So I was all about that, too. So he loved it. Every aspect about it. the sunshine, I think, was what, what helped him the most because, well, we're Washington State. And, you know, as as Mr. Jeffrey knows, uh, there's no sun. And when there is sun, it's like, oh, it's there. Oh, now it's gone. You know, except for except for this summer where we had 90 days straight of it. Oh, my God. That was amazing. You know, you know, I mean, it was amazing. A little, a little concerning on the fire danger side of things, but right. <laughs> it was yeah. like, I mean, I'm, you know, where I'm from, I'm used to the sun because, you know, we don't get, you know, out in Eastern Montana, we don't get much rain. We don't get much snow. So it's like, Ooh. you know, it's either sunny in a hundred or sunny in a hundred below zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no in between, but he, right. he had a good time, man. You know, I mean, the whole family had a good time. They, my son was with the most important thing was just like, is he going to have a good time? Is he going to, you know, mm -hmm. actually see the things that we, that we're like excited to see. And, and he actually did, you know what I mean? He actually like took the time and took a breath and, you know, relaxed. And that was probably the biggest thing for, for him to see, you know, I'm kind so. of curious was, was the anxiety because of the isolation of a pandemic or just being a young kid doing something for the first time, you know? Uh, neither. I think this one was uh, flying, flying over that ocean. <laughs> ah, okay. You know, you know my, my concern too was like, what if we crash and the dragons and the alligators get us? You know, that's mm -hmm. my concern, you know? Right. And, then you and died his, an honorable death. 
right you know heave ho <laughs> but i think that was uh, everybody that was our concern you know his and mine okay. it's like you know will that fucking crossing that ocean situation you know how'd you calm him down um we just kinda, how'd you all calm down how about that well everybody else didn't give two shits but him and i were right. just like we we talked and we we're like well let's just let's just do this see what happens and uh he did awesome he did fantastic. You know, he watched nice. his movies or whatever, was on his iPad playing whatever, doing whatever. I, mm-hmm. I didn't do so well. <laughs> we landed and I'm like, oh, and then so, so then we land, we land to go get our budget or our budget car or a rental car, or whatever, right? And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm good, I'm good. Grow up, Jackie. Grow up, Jackie. I'm gonna take a deep breath. I'm gonna take a breath. I'm relax. I'm then I'm like, yeah, I gotta go sit down. Ooh, ooh. And then some. I feel so bad for this lady. I wish I remember her name. Also, she's coming out of the men's bathroom, right? She's coming out, and she's like. Taking her sweet ass time. I'm like, move, motherfucker, move, move, get out, get out of the way. She goes like, are you okay? And I'm like, if you get out of the fucking way, fuck it. Boom, my barrel passed her way to the all over the place. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what happened? I was there for like 10 minutes straight, got up, threw some toilet water on my face, and then I'm like, ah oh, fuck, I gotta wash my face again. So then and then I left and she looked at me and I'm like, shit, I didn't, I wasn't drinking. I just I don't I don't know. But yeah. you know what? I survived. <laughs> hey. Poor lady. <laughs> fucking move. <laughs> I'm like, fucking move, motherfucker. I got a puke. <laughs> I, uh, I just watched what semi-pro yesterday. Yes. I love everybody loves everybody. And you just reminded me, oh mom, I puked, mom. I did it. I puked. I saw. I puked on my own, mom. <laughs> <laughs> He never puked and he got punched in the jejunum and finally got puked. Oh, that's funny. I've been, I've been punched in the arm, both eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such oh. a great movie, man. Hell yeah. It is. And because you always say everybody loves everybody. And I'm like, where exactly did he get that from? Because I've seen the movie. You know? and, you, and you remember now, right? I do now. There's a whole sign in the locker room. You yep. know, everybody. That's the one motto we all got to live by, and I yep. like that. It's a great yep. place to start. Yep. And then on the bus too, they're talking about who's got a ring. He's like, "I got a ring. I got a ring." Guess what? Hey, everybody, love everybody. Eli, <laughs> Eli, I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it, it made me wonder if that's where you got a woman's divide because of the Eli. You know. Yeah, elements divide is a whole other situation because, like, when I was writing music in a, in one of my other bands. um, we started a management company and that I, I was get I just got tired of being ripped off, you know what I mean? From, mm-hmm. from from band members like taking your music and not not giving you credit. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna start a management company up, you know. And what am I thinking about? You know, back then it was like I had these honestly, I had these joints, you know, where you roll up some joints and, and had all the elements on. I'm like, oh damn, man. So then so then I divided by opening them up and I'm like, oh dude, what? What dude, what elements divide? Fuck. Oh. So then that's where I got the management company name from. So, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Hey, Jeffrey, guess what? What? Adam's here. Adam's here. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So what's going on? What's going on with Jeffrey? I want to know. I want to know how's everything. Oh, you know, it's everybody in the house is <clears throat> still recovering from this cold. Mm, is a cold. Still. Wow. Well, I mean, it's, you know, head cold, you know, head colds are rarely ever just like, you know, okay, this sucks for a couple days and then we're done. It's just like Mm -hmm. you get, you feel like ass and then it just like slowly tapers off over a couple of weeks. You know, the last time Mm -hmm. I got sick, that's what I thought happened, except I got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then we come to find out about about this thing called COVID. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) no <laughs> no but but we had to do you know a couple of us did the brain swabs so that way we make sure that it wasn't covid and mm. no nope, no nope, good old-fashioned head cold nice. and so yeah okay. that's going that's going around just because you know schools are a petri dish there's you know always was the case and and i want to you know i just want to say that you know i know that there's going to be a lot of nervous parents out there with their kids going back to school and and they're going to come back sick and you right. know it's one of those things where it's like, you just have to, you have to take it one step at a time and you just have, you have to be level-headed about it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I had a kid come home sick and it's like, okay, do you have a fever? Yep. Uh, what do you, 
How are you feeling? It's up in your sinuses. Okay. Anything in your chest? No. Okay. Are you feeling like fatigued? And they're like, I stay up really late and I get up early. I'm like, okay, do you feel more fatigued than normal? No. Okay. So you're not having any difficulty breathing. No. It's like, okay. It's like, the sounds just like a head cold. It's all up here. (laughs) No. And so it's like, you know, I know that there's people out there that are freaking out and, you know, even at work, you know, we're, we're telling people, it's like, look, if you get a head cold, stay home sick, you know, mm-hmm. for a reason. And yeah. so it's, it's one of those things like, you know, people are going to have to get used to the idea that, you know, you're going to be intermixed with COVID and with, uh, and with the common cold and everything, yeah. you know, and best way to protect yourself is to get vaccinated at this point, mm-hmm. because COVID's here to stay period end of story. And the only way that you're going to make sure that, you know, you don't end up having to say goodbye to somebody in the hospital is, you know, just encourage everybody who can to get vaccinated. And, and I say that who can not right. people who can't because, mm. you know, I've, I've had way too many people that, you know, they're being ostracized for not getting the vaccine. And phys- I mean, they just physically can't, it is a death sentence for them. And it's not well, just yeah. the COVID vaccine. It's any other vaccine. They have health issues. We need to stop judging people. That's it. I think COVID gave us some great ways to deal with the cold or deal with the flu because Mm -hmm. now it normalizes wearing a mask if you want to. People ask me on Twitter all the time, do you still use a mask? And I say, yes, because if this this is how they were with COVID, imagine how loose they're going to be with the flu. You know, (laughs) like I, I can't, I can't take four days off like that. I can't take seven days off for a head cold. So I'd rather just minimize the risk. And now I look normal in a mask. You know what I mean? So thank you, COVID, for that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, it's, it's the new norm now. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I just want to interrupt real fast and yeah. uh, and say this. I think that, and I just got a text message right now, and it's pretty fucking gnarly. Um, you know, people, you know, with all this COVID and all this, everybody's situationally separating themselves and now getting back into the normal. Everybody is now drinking again and driving again and Ooh, doing all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, I just want to say, you know, I, I hope that my buddies get get better. I, the the wreck I'm looking at right now is just horrendous. Um, looks like the driver didn't survive. Looks like our guys got hurt pretty bad. Please don't drink and drive when you're out and you see blinking goddamn orange lights. How about that? Yeah. Good. I- so, How about just yeah. don't drink and drive, period? I mean, yeah. we live in an era, we live in the era of Uber and Lyft. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And friends. And friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's friends who give a fuck. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. God yeah. Knows how many times I've woken up at two o'clock in the morning to give somebody a ride home. Right. Nobody yeah. ever complains about that. You know what I mean? They might complain the next day, but not having to do it. And honestly, we have places where we live because that's where we're supposed to be doing that stuff that we want to do that harms us, but not other people. So like, yes, drink, but try and do it as close to home as possible and without something that can kill other people. Like I wouldn't go around carrying an ax and getting fucking wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, weird stuff in the forest. Don't use a car as well. You know what I mean? Don't use, don't, don't don't carry a, yeah. Don't use a weapon while you're drinking or doing anything that put your firearms away, you know, hand your keys over to somebody who's sober. The keys. Yes. Firearms. When you're drinking, drinking and firearms, usually not the best idea. You need to come (laughs) hang out with us more often because it's a good time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. well you prepare ahead of time if you're going to drink and use a gun you're going somewhere first while you're sober right, to protect right. other people you're not just randomly walking out your front door and going i'm drunk hey there's yeah. a car <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know how many times it, it, during this whole situation i've just been like yeah i'm gonna be home i'm just gonna stay here and drink and this and that well they go right. somewhere i drive myself somewhere and i'm like i'm handing off my keys i'm like mm-hmm. uh, i see who's here i'm like one two oh damn here here's my keys now because i'm gonna be wasted by the end of the night you right know? i the mean choice so, you're making drinking yeah. or driving like it isn't drinking and driving it's no. drinking or driving yeah and i got and, this fancy little cdl license that i'm just i absolutely oh, love yeah. so i mean i'm not gonna risk it for anything you know, right. just, uh, uh, i used to work trucking law and i know how how quickly that thing will disappear Yep. Mm-hmm. One DUI. Yep. yep. And I'm not gonna risk it. I can't. There's just no way. I got I got too many cool shit uh, to do, you know? <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what? What's a weird to me? On a side note, two things are going together to in America with me, and that is Haitians are being turned away, like immigrants are being turned away, and we're having a truck driver shortage. And I keep thinking to myself, there seems to be a reason why we have a lack of people working, and it might be because we suddenly stop the people that are working. <laughs> so I just oh, yeah. wanted to say that on a side note, like white people, this is your chance to prove that they're not stealing your jobs. Go get them. <laughs> Step up. Schrodinger's immigrant simultaneously too lazy to work and stealing your job at the same time. Yeah, right. Just, while, just, while also projecting white privilege of, I don't want to do the job, but you can't have it. <laughs> Everybody you wants know, money, but nobody wants to work. Right. You know, and that's one of the wilder things is like when I worked in trucking, like it was like, okay, let me see what my, our client list looks like, mm -hmm. you know, Latin Punjab, 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 Latin Punjab, Punjab, white dude, Latin yeah. Punjab, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, there were so many people that were driving truck and it's just like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Hey, you know what? They're coming over here. They're, they're doing something that we obviously need done. So who the mm -hmm. hell cares? Who the hell cares? Yeah. A lot of been because they're also buying stuff every day. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's mm -hmm. how our consumer capitalism society works. People come in and buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 So that's cool. I didn't want to get on this, but I do want to cover it because we were talking about firearms. So I'm just going to bring up Alec Baldwin really quick. Is oh, there any information on what the projectile was? So from what I've heard and read is it sounds like uh, the group that normally takes care of the firearms, their union group, and they walked off the mm -hmm. set because of unsafe working conditions. Right. Because oh, of three previous um, discharges. Yep. So Damn. they end up having someone in props end up handling this firearm. And they had just shot a scene where they had been using live rounds to do target practice. Uh, and somehow from there to the end to the next point, uh, Alec Baldwin gets handed a gun where he has to shoot towards the camera. And nobody did their due diligence on that firearm and he shot a live projectile at someone went through their skull um and then out the other side and ricocheted into somebody else Damn. so you know and we were actually having this conversation last night debbie and riley and i and cool. you know the question got the question got brought up well shouldn't alec baldwin have checked that weapon and i said absolutely not nope it's not his job well, and also too, like if you don't have firearms experience, what the hell is a person who knows absolutely nothing about firearms going to do with a firearm that they know absolutely nothing about? Mm -hmm. Like, like the tragedy in this, in this situation is, is that a gun got put into the hands of somebody who does not have the training and experience to deal with firearms. And the safety of that set was compromised when they took, when the people who had experience walked off the job and they decided to keep going with that firearm stuff anyways. Alec Baldwin never claimed to have that experience either. I just want to say, no, no, he did not. And, and I, you know, it, as someone who used to teach firearms as someone who's, is very much a, a two way enthusiast, you, what we have said time and time again is, is that outside of crimes being committed, the deadliest thing that happens with firearms is in the hands of people who don't know how to operate them. 100%. 100%. I agree with that. Or children that think it's a toy, right? But right. They, they fall under the people who don't know how to operate them. Like Definitely. It's, you know, there's a reason why, you know, we have our firearm tenants. Adam, rule number one of firearms. What is it? Yeah, always I treat the weapon like it's loaded for one. <laughs> Absolutely. And so that's one of those things where like, even when you think back before Alec Baldwin, uh, back mm -hmm. when Brandon Lee accidentally Brandon killed Lee. himself, you know, there were a lot of changes uh, to the way firearms were treated on sets because of that so, incident. Yeah. Now I have issues with, you know, using live firearms and pointing them at people regardless of what it is you know mm -hmm. yeah even if it's blanks that's there's still a you know there's still a wad that comes out yep, yeah. so you know we live in a technological age where you have 
electronic prop guns that will do all of the actions but not fire a projectile right they have cgi now they can do right so there's also cgi so the idea that you know you've got people pointing firearms that are actual firearms at people Mm. that's a no-go in any scenario period end of story that you know it's all it all it took was for you know one person to not do their due diligence and you have one person dead and another wounded and of course there's a Mm. group of people out there having a heyday with alec baldwin and i'm like look i you know you can can shit on alec baldwin he's devastated you can shit on him for a bunch of different things if you want but the fact of the matter is, is, is that the people you should be shitting on are the ones who did not do the due diligence before they put a firearm in the hands of someone who doesn't know what to do with firearms, yeah. period, yeah. End of story. Yeah, or fix that whole employment situation for those people to walk off the job. How about that? That would have been a great know. one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, where's the oversight of the, of the you know, community? Where's the oh, oversight I, of the industry? I guarantee you there's going to be plenty of that now. Yeah. Now. But what yeah. about the three times the gun accidentally discharged to get them to walk off? Well, you know? I mean, that's, that's, unfortunately, that's, that's part of what ends up happening in any of our workforces, as I'm sure Adam can attest to when you look at mm-hmm. OSHA. It's, it's not the first accident that usually gets things to change. It's usually by about the fourth or fifth one where somebody's either seriously injured or killed. Then mm-hmm. somebody finally goes, ah, shit, we should probably do something different. And meanwhile, people, normal people are going, this isn't safe. This has got to stop mm-hmm. are being ignored. Yeah, see, the yeah, thing and is, not, is and not included in the process of fixing it, I think. Right. Sorry, and it's also sorry, situational. Yeah. No, it, it, it completely ties into it. It's also situational, too. Like if you're on the side of the road, like, like for example, if like you have county roads where it's much lower speeds and they set up in, in a typical fashion for mm-hmm. a lane closure or a lane shift so they can operate and do a pothole or repair a, a post or they could dig a hole for a telephone pole, whatever it is, you know, then you have people who are driving more cautiously and paying attention but then you have the higher speeds anything above 45 you know the county roads uh back county roads you know 50 mile an hours uh freeways then you have people mm-hmm. who just like are very errant you know what i mean so then you have the stagnant situation where you're driving down the road and then you're just not really aware and then all of a sudden bam blinking lights oh what are you gonna do boom drift right into it you know what i mean right and it sucks. It's that, that deer-in-a-headlight theory, right? People mm-hmm. are just drawn to it. And that, But yeah. I think I think here's the thing that a lot of places don't have is the statistician and the guy on the ground. Yeah. Like, I think all of the accidents go to a guy like Jeffrey who interprets it in statistical ways. But yeah. no offense, Jeffrey, is missing the perspective of an atom to say, you almost got it right, but look right here. This but is where the human pers- the, this I is would, where human comes into it, right. you know. I but would I would a, say that's not necessarily the case because I highly I I guess I don't know. Does do you does does Washdot have any type of accident statistician that's employed on 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 the system? Do you know? Yes, they do for sure. And the thing is it's like what's missed is that communication between that guy who zip on the ivory tower and me who's actually boots on the ground. Never had a conversation with somebody who says, you know, hey, this and that, this is what that needs to be changed. This is the situation about the whole everything. And mm-hmm. it's never been that. It's always been like, well, what did you do wrong? And that's the problem with our with with most government type jobs. It's like, well, what did you do wrong? As opposed mm-hmm. to what did you see wrong? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if there was a change in that whole system where the statisticians would come in and say, hey, well, let's talk about it. Let's, let's see what we can mitigate and mm. see what we can change or how it can be changed or if it can actually be changed. What what human factors can I add into my equation? You know, 100%. I mean, do we, you know, simple things like do we need to add an extra 500 feet of notification that, hey, right. something's coming up and, and we need let's, to divert a little bit? Or well, see, that's the thing. You know, like, we need like, tra- we common have- sense training on these people because they, they're on people doing something wrong in general like yeah. the job the job description is off a little bit you know no I mean? it's not even the job description man i think that that kind of thing that kind of situation should be taught in like schools or it should be taught in when well, you get your course. license that's yeah. where it needs to start the public needs to be more aware of mm-hmm. what the fuck they're doing get off your goddamn phone quit doing your makeup and drinking your beer yeah. and coffee and doing shots and spanking your kids how about this drive 
You know what right. I mean? And I think mm-hmm. that's the part that is, is the most deadliest part about the whole situation is the, the public. Now, we have our notifications. We almost have almost 2,000 feet of notification before you can come up to the work zone. And wow. this is, I mean, beaten into us. You know, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to go practice. We're going to go practice closing lanes. We're going to practice setting up signs. And you have to set up signs here, set up signs. Oh, there's a side road. Now you have to go X amount of feet on that side road because those people need to see too. So mm-hmm. the boots on the ground situation is, you know, is, is really, really tight. I mean, it's kind of over processed, right? They're having you do two hours of work to do a five minute patch, something. And I'd much process. rather have that, that then. Well, know, of course, but what if there yeah. was a way to even be safer without all of that? I don't know if there is, but yeah. something in the communication or maybe in getting a license yourself has to be an additional part of the test to let everybody I know, so. you know. Yeah. I think yeah. so. That would be my vote. It's like, you know, hey, yeah. learn this that when you're getting your license, because I mean, when you see those orange blinking lights, you see people or even mm-hmm. even the state patrol, man, those are our buddies. Those are those are yeah. some of my, my friends. You know, they're sitting on the side of the road and people aren't moving over. Right. That guy steps out and eclipse or, you know, something stupid. And, you know, moth to the flame mm-hmm. situation. Boom. Hit that trooper. You know, right. move over. we have that law. You see blinking lights on the side of the road. Move over a lane. If you don't. You're going to get something lost to you. And I don't, it's not going to be pretty. You want to stop a fight? Guess yeah. what? My address 1600 Pennsylvania. Yeah, come get me, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and alcohol, inib- alcohol inhibits your ability to actually respond to those situations. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So does, not, me- you know, so does being on your fucking phone. I mean, yeah, of course, of course. You know, yeah. it's, it's been seven years since my, my accident that totaled my car and the dude you know, we had some moron that stopped in the middle of the fucking road right in front of us. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I had to stop behind somebody else and this motherfucker flew into me 45 miles an hour. I was at a dead stop. That fucking damn. hurt. And of course I ended up, you know, with the Chevy Impala that had the recall at the time where if you had anything more than the key in the ignition seatbelt wouldn't lock up and the airbags wouldn't go off so i oh. slammed into my fucking steering wheel oh dude, dude oh, yeah it hurt but and you know when i i went in and i did my x-rays and i got all i got taken care of and the doctor he just he looked at me and he goes i don't understand how you don't have whiplash and i said well i'm a headbanger so like, he goes, that thick neck motherfucker no he literally said he, he literally said you have more neck muscle than most people do and that's probably the only reason you don't have whiplash uh, or a severe neck injury so remember folks headbanging to death metal and heavy metal saves mm, lives well it mm. saves necks anyways I had banged the Lady Gaga, so there's Ooh. that. <laughs> Dude, I it's had, a, it's such I had a banged situation. to Mozart. <laughs> oh, damn, you classy. <laughs> but it's a, it's rough, dude. I mean, you know, there's there's no there's no real way to to educate the masses because people aren't going to pay attention. They don't give a shit, dude. And unless they read it on Facebook, and sometimes even then, people are like, "Yeah, hey, I don't want to read anything on Facebook because I don't give two shits about it." But there's no real no way for us to show any 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 light on that, and there's no real way to get that communication clear. So be in the ivory tower to to the grunts on the ground. There's no way to to express that. Yeah, I mean, sure we can call you know, the news, but half the people don't even listen to the news. You know what I mean? So well, no, absolutely. And and I think you know rough. maybe maybe that's one of the maybe it's another one of those situations where there needs to be a civilian oversight board where. You know, you mm-hmm. have the chance to go to, you know, somebody who is AKA a group of your peers mm-hmm. that understand the safety industry. And when WashDOT is acting like they ain't got your back, you know, you've got an objective eye saying, no, these guys on the ground did everything right. It's, you know, the fault of this person or, hey, WashDOT, you need to change something because, you know, you're not letting your people that are the boots on the ground make changes and adaptations in favor of safety. And I think that's what the the beautiful thing about where I'm at now is even, well, even over when I was up North, dude, it was, um, we could always be fluid and we always added more, always added more, gave more space, more time for people and added more, you know what I mean? And, and more is always best for when it comes to traffic safety and taking lanes and things like that. And so it's more fluid. So if we give them more space, more signage, more, more visibility of what we're doing, then it's, you know, it's still, you get those assholes who decide to Mm -hmm. take out the cones, take out barrels. And I think the only solution to that is like, you know, 
if people would just allow or uh, not people, but if um, management would allow us to get state troopers into our situation, I think it would be a hundred percent safer because we, you know, doing concrete panels. This is a couple of years back. We had a trooper in, in our enclosure and the typical norm was, you know, boom, here comes a guy, boom, right into our, our work enclosure, knocking over cones. Oh, guess what? You didn't see the trooper surprise motherfucker. You know? Oh yeah. No, I mean, treatment. Boom. Done. Meanwhile, you know, nope. that's, that's what they did. That's what they did in Arizona for longest, for mm-hmm. the longest time. And I think that they, they kept that in places is that, you know, they had, they had like a specifically a traffic division on their, on their department of uh, safety. And mm-hmm. even within like the city of Phoenix itself, where at construction, you had uh, at least one trooper or at least one police officer and they had the berries and cherries on. So you had your warning. And if you fucked yeah. up, well, that's an expensive fuck up. Ooh, yeah. yeah. In a work zone, it's double. So is oh, there yeah. any recording of this? Is there any of the vehicles with uh, recording capabilities? A lot of them. A lot, a lot of our okay. trucks have that. You know what I mean? The, the smaller ones, the pickups don't. Um, for, for the region uh, division that I'm in now, I mean, our, our specific guys, the traffic control, they, the, every single one of their equipment has a recording device. Nice. And then my stuff, the pickups don't have it, but everything else does. And so okay. it's a good thing for us. I mean, you just go in there and something weird happens. I'm like, go, you go take the footage out of an XXX vehicle and uh, mm-hmm. you can see what we're talking about. And then so they see it and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh. How do we yeah, like a like a black box on an airplane? At least it says the truth, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although yeah. there's no road crew jumping out at cars going, ha ha, hit us. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> like, I don't no. know. I don't know why the blame would automatically be on you. So I think that's disturbing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, and so like I said, it's also management. Management and where yeah. wherever you're working at depends on who's in charge. They suck. I'm not even gonna lie, they just absolutely <laughs> suck. But where right. I'm at now, oh my God, let me tell you, they're just like, it's it's weird for me to see higher ups in, in a normal, oh, hey, how's it going, blah, 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 conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. hell yeah. And so like, them to actually value you as an employee, it's the best feeling in the world. I've never had, I haven't had that in like six years, you know? Wow. And it's, nice. it's amazing. It's, it's 100% amazing. It's just a huge cultural shift now to see that, you know, they care about what we do. We care about what we do. I, I get mm-hmm. excited about coming to work. I'm there early. You know, I'm just like, I'm just happy. And I'm just like mentally fucking happy to be where I'm at, even if it is kind of dangerous and, and, and shit. But you know what? That's the norm for me. You know, right. that's my norm, you know? So, well, so you know, what I'm, you're saying is that getting paid $10 alone isn't enough to um, want you to do the job that maybe more incentives like communication and interaction with higher ups helps. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Yes. A like handshake. Job security, job safety. These yeah. things are, these things are, or what important, what's important to you? Not just like a four hour shift with no lunch and no insurance. That's yeah. not, that's not it. That's weird. <laughs> right. Right. And then the other thing too, is like, sometimes we don't get a lunch because we're, we're our, our office, my office mm. is the freeway. And so that what we do usually is like, you know, we have, you know, X amount of hours before the truck is warmed up. We got to go do our thing, man. We sit and we just bullshit, go over things, go over things, go over things. And then mm-hmm. and get on the road. Hey, we're on the road for six hours. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you get your gratuitous, you know, pissed on the tire brake and then back to the shop. I'm like, all right, hour and a half lunch. You know what I mean? So it's, it's got its perks. It does have its perks, you know? Oh yeah. Like, like, you know, or the camaraderie, the team building, you know, the the occasional supervisor or superintendent or the, the regional manager coming in, man, good job. Hey, how's it going? You know, do you need yeah. anything? Can I make your job any easier? And I'm like, well, if you can get me some sun, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's just it, it makes a world of difference, man. You yeah. Know? Yeah. If you keep asking people what they need, eventually they'll need less. You know, hundred I mean? so percent. Keep asking, because then eventually you'll get to the point where, what do you need? I don't need anything. Thanks. You know. Yep. Exactly. I just need. I just need people to work. That's it. That's you know? it. Yeah. Happy people. I love it. Mm-hmm. So let's get into a story, guys, because this is a perfect example of something that I wanted to talk to the two of you about. 
All right. So in Riverside, a teacher is on break on leave after she wore a faux headdress and mimicked Native Americans in a video. And she did it as a mnemonic device to teach people how to learn math. And people are kind of insulted by it. So I wanted to I wanted to start with Jeffrey and ask you, is this just liberals crying about being uh or is this liberals being overly sensitive? No, it's not. Like so I grew up I grew up in a pretty conservative part of the world. I have cousins who are actually Native American. Okay. You know, so, so for me, like, I was very used to the idea. It's like, you know, my, my cousins, they grew up, you know, learning both, you know, the culture that you know I grew up in, you know, being in the Catholic church mm-hmm. and they also grew up, you know, being a part of their name, native American culture. I used to go watch them perform. It was some of the coolest stuff ever, you know, watch seeing my cousin Sarah in, you know, her full regalia was just absolutely incredible to see. You know, it's not like there's, uh, if you really wanted to bring in a quote unquote Native American perspective, you, I, I'm sure you could have found someone who would have been willing to come in and actually talk and not just be like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to need you to wear the headdress because otherwise it don't count. They won't think you're like that. That shit's insane. Right. Like That's out of all point. the ways, out of all of the ways you could teach, this is what you chose. And I'm going to go with that's, that's just straight cringe is what it is. <laughs> that's what I, yeah, that's what I think I put in my note and this, <laughs> I, I just, this is attached to it. Is this just create critical race theory gone too far? No. Okay. Like it's, it's, it's literally like, you know, how much more do you need to insult a group of people before, right. before, you know, I just, cool. yeah, it, 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 I wouldn't say it gets me fired up, but, it's, yeah, it it's, should. That's why we're talking about it's, it. It's one of those things where it's like, this was a really fucking dumb decision. Yeah. And and why you decided to make this decision is beyond me. As if there weren't a thousand other ways that you could have taught kids in mm. you know what you were doing. This is this is the method that you chose. You know, it's it's absolutely insane. You know what next you know are, are people going to dress up in baggy clothes and fubu and start yelling the n-word while they teach a person <laughs> math what the fuck what, what, if they, or 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 you know uh what was the, or that homecoming one where it was i'm man. white so i don't pick cotton or whatever the fuck that thing was what the fuck oh yeah this about? one yeah, it was a weird, weird one. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck anybody was thinking. It's like, really, like, there are so yeah. many things that you could have, you could have chosen to do. And this was what you chose. And this is how you chose to do it. That's interesting. I just want to say these are some of the questions I could think of that the far right would be screaming about. That's why we're addressing this this way, because this is an easy answer. But I did want to bring some people that are screaming about political correctness to know that this is definitely not what this is. So I'm sorry for getting some questions that are so obvious. <laughs> well, it should be obvious. That's the thing. But... Well, it should be, but not to everybody, to people that understand, but people that don't, we have to kind of slow walk them to the here. You know what I mean? Hold their hand and bring them right. in. This isn't right. So yeah. I'm going to ask Adam. It, oh, so this this teacher did this this time because she was allowed to do it times before. This is a repetitive thing for her, and she thought this was normal. So what I'm gonna what I want to ask Adam is is this a teacher just trying to thread the needle of keeping kids engaged while educating in a world of political correctness? I believe so. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I believe that she was trying to get them engaged. I mean, for 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 one, let's start off with this. Pick a different costume or be a different outfit, different. Why not? Why not yeah. this? Why not dress up as Michael fucking Myers and right. then try to keep the kids engaged that way? Or like, Cookie Monster. <laughs> if you're going to like like Jeffrey said, if you're going to engage and wear the the beautiful regalia and try to drag another culture through the fucking mud by insulting mm. them this direction, hey, how about not? You know what I mean? Right. So by I, I understand what she was trying to do. I don't agree with it. I just don't absolutely do not agree with it. Pick 
pick yourself, yeah. you know, go uh, Michael Myers. That's what I'm saying. But, <laughs> or, find an, Viking, or, you know? or find an actual fuck. native Amer- or find a natural native, a natural native American to do it. Yeah. I like I'm that. Know I, like that. I don't know any uh, uh, natural native American is going to be like, you want me to do what to, for your what? No. But bang a drum. Gonna... Well, it's a mnemonic device. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And that's how you learn to count. Yeah. Right. So bringing a native American tribe, to do the drums and dance while you're doing one, two, three, four. I like I that necessarily idea. Say that you know, but like you know, bring them in and uh, you know, and have them mm-hmm. teach their perspective of how did you teach your youth. There yeah, you that's go. great too. Or that's a better way. That's and 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 that way, it's like you get multiple perspectives. You're like right, it's it's like it's you're not telling people, hey, dress this way, but come in and do it my way. No, how did mm-hmm. you guys? How did how 100%. did your ancestors do this? Let's, let's teach that yes yes i, I like, like that, that much better but i think that she was trying to keep those kids engaged and she okay. thinks that by dressing up in different costumes is is the way to do it okay that's cool right but let's stay away from some you know what i yeah, consider so, to be somebody royalty, somebody know? else's heritage isn't like a costume right right like the samoans would not appreciate you dressing up like a samoan um shaman for halloween right right. (laughs) it would be disrespectful just like you know a black person can't dress up as the kkk for halloween (laughs) just be weird don't do that don't do it clayton bigsby did it but you don't do it everybody just don't fucking do it or a blackface all of these things are inappropriate so adam what i want to know is how do you think this affected the actual um native american kids that were like in this class or in the school or in that like community overall how do you think this just should be seen you know what i mean i i don't think it should be seen maliciously i think it should be talked to and i think she she should be you know addressed hey let's just not do that anymore because that's just you know culturally unacceptable you know i mean just just don't do it anymore the kids you know they're like hey well we saw this the innocent kids went back, told their parents, their parents are fired up. Now the parents want, want heads, you know what I mean? Mm, so they, yeah. it's that she should stop. Just stop. Just don't do it anymore. Like I said, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, you know, Freddy Krueger, uh, <laughs> dress up somebody like dress up like Chucky shit. You know what I mean? Don't, don't dress up like, like what I consider royalty. Please don't, you know, it's just, right. it's, it's not right. It's just not right. Well, I'm wondering if, if, demeaning them slightly in this way kind of justifies to other people the violence against indigenous people like we like you said on your show and i you know we you talked about the missing indigenous people with gabby disappearing Mm -hmm. and that's where i learned that three out of four um indigenous people under the age of 20 have faced violence and i'm wondering if these little demeaning ways of entertainment kind of lead to other forms of demeaning behavior until it becomes violent. You know, is this a slippery slope? Is this the top of a slide? Yeah, I'd say it was man. Cause it's the okay. tip of the iceberg. I mean, like, you don't, it seems like people have forgotten our history and how we push these, these beautiful cultures into oblivion. You know what I mean? We push them onto reservations and we kill them off slowly and just destroyed their cultures and taken over their lands. And now, pissed off because you know oh they got casinos well i see a lot of them motherfuckers coming up and gambling you know what i mean so this is the tip of the iceberg it's it's going to be we don't want it to get to a point where it went with george the george floyd situation you know what i mean Mm. and it just america blew up and it was not a good situation you know and then you have you know of course everybody's mad about you know black lives matter or asian lives matter and then you know, well, well, white lives matter too. Yeah, guess what, motherfucker? All human lives matter. But mm. everybody's taking a situation and blown it up out of proportion, and not thinking about how someone else is going to feel. Sure, it's a macho situation when it comes to war. I get it. I understand. But at the same time, on the other side of that coin, you have to think about compassion. You have to think about their past. You have to think about how their relatives went through went through life, and then. Apply it if you can. Apply it before you make your rash decision before destroying somebody's culture like this. And then dressing mm. up like an Indian, trying to engage kids. I get it. Yeah, that's. I get what she's trying to do. I really do. But I don't think this is a good idea to start there and then 
and have a whole an, a whole race war that we won't win. You know, right. it's not a good idea. You know, yeah. But I think at some point you have to start with the teacher by explaining to her that it was wrong. Yes, and then. Like too many times what we're doing is we're finding outrage and then backtracking the process. Like right. that's where I learned this teacher has done it. She's done it every year and now we're getting upset about it, but she shouldn't be like treated like a martyr or uh, exiled because right. she did what she's always done. But we're maturing as a country, right, Jeffrey? Like we're, right. we're learning, we're learning and that process looks like this friction, but in, in the event, in the, in the end, we're all going to be better if we just give each other space to well, be wrong. And that's where Debbie Debbie talks a lot about what's what's called restorative justice. It's mm. you're not you know it's the idea that it's it's time to stop looking for heads to roll. Right. Like point out what's wrong. Give people the chance to fix it. Amen. Find a way to move forward with those people that you have offended. That's why I said, you know, yes, let's have this teacher stop doing what they're doing. First mm -hmm. and foremost, let's talk about why it was wrong. But more importantly, it's like, just because, you know, it's something that you've done, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to continue doing it. But at the same time too, if it's something that, you know, showing multiple ways in which cultures have learned how to count, there, you know, this is absolutely a chance for us to talk with, you know, great wisdom that is Native American culture and learn how did you teach your kids? How did you, how did your culture teach your kids? Yeah. And go from there because, you know, guess what? Now they get two lessons. They get math and history. Boom. Like and the intersectionality of that. And mm -hmm. on top of that, you know, they get to experience what are really neat cultures. And we get to talk about, you know, why, you know, what, what those cultures do, why they've done them in a historical context. And ultimately we get that whole process of let's get everybody involved. Let's yes. let everybody have the chance to learn and love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, it comes down to my question. Why, why is, why is this violence be being committed? out of people that have been here with us as long as time. You know what I mean? Why do we have to commit violence when we can just walk away and go like on Adam's show, the last advice I gave was think less about me and more about you. If you want to bully somebody, instead of doing that and hurting somebody, go do something that rewards you, right? Instead of punching somebody, go get some ice cream and make yourself happy without hurting somebody else. And so I never understand go, doing the extra effort, putting forth the extra energy of hurting yourself by hurting somebody else, you know? Yeah. Violence should always be the last resort. You know what I mean? Honestly, unless, unless you've harmed one of my nephews or nieces and then it's all blood. There's, it's all I blood. Mm -hmm. But at that, I mean, it, it should always be, violence should always be the last resort. It should never be the first thing you yeah. go to. Why not understanding, you know, compassion, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I'm not saying that violence is not a good thing, because sometimes it's a very good thing. You know, it's, it's football Sunday, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, MMA, Baseball. we got boxing going on. Yeah, no, yeah, but the, it's, it should always be a second resort. It's like, hey, Jeffrey, you committed something against me, man. Let's can can I please sit down with you and I need to understand and then let's move forward past this. And mm -hmm. then guess what? We are going to hold hands and drink coffee. You son right. of a bitch. Hey. Son of a saint. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? But it's, oh, it's... my mother was no saint. <laughs> bitch might be more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> she'd even agree with that. <laughs> but that's, well, like, I... that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's the, that's the point. It's like, we can disagree. We can uh, uh, agree to disagree. Jason, you got yeah. a different point of view than I do. Nope. Jeffrey, you got a nope. different point of view than I do. And I have, I have the primitive point of view where I'm just like, let's do this. I'm you know? done judging people for how they live their lives. Like yes. it's so much, it's so much effort to go. What's Adam doing? Oh, I hate that. What's Jeffrey doing? Oh, look at him. It's so much easier to like, just delete Facebook altogether and just talk to you guys like this and be like, that's cool. You know, because mm -hmm. <laughs> my belief is if I do something to you and you don't tell me that it hurt you, you're the asshole. Right. You just want to be mad at me. But if you right. address it and say, hey, Jason, I didn't like that. And then I do it to you again. Guess who the asshole is? It's me. You proved it. You can move on. <laughs> right. 
Right. That's why yeah. I just used my Facebook to to ask Adam how many nudes I get for twenty five dollars, and then get sucked. <laughs> yeah, I sent him a lot of nudes for twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. thrown in Facebook jail for that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Apparently, I was soliciting sex work by asking <laughs> Adam how many nudes I was going to get. That's so oh, that's cool. Awesome. That is so bad. I'll send you, I'll send you some free ones for the week. Don't worry right. about it. Yeah. And also, that's kind of diminishing and demeaning sex to me. Work, Facebook. Right. Facebook. Come right. on. Sex that's work why is Twitter. work. Tinder is the new place to find a sex worker, by the way. I'm mm. not quite sure how or what the tags are, but I just discovered this. Well, Jeffrey family. turned me on to FarmersOnly.com. Mm. Yeah, Man. you can find me under oh. Christian Mingle at uh, CumGuzzler69. <laughs> mm. <laughs> is that you? Because I'm Goat Chaser 44. Right. <laughs> right now, CumGuzzler69 is actually pissed off. He's like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this nothing beats a good conversation though. I'm telling you, man. Don't, yeah. don't choose violence. Bring it all back, you know, rein it back in with that teacher. You know, get some understanding with her. Maybe you know, see where she's coming yeah. from. Why? Get an understanding right. as to why she's talking about that, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure there was some kid in the class that just had his head in his hand while he was recording this, going, This is how bad it is. Mm. But maybe like the next day, go to the teacher and show it to her. Like one-on-one. I was always taught don't don't argue with somebody in public don't teach somebody don't yell at them in public what you can do in private first right right so take the, go to that teacher one-on-one and go look at this and look at me do you see where this would be offensive can you not do it again yeah. you know instead of guess what i have a news story and now i'm going viral on twitter for a few days because i hurt somebody's reputation you know mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and 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 like I said, you know, the glory of the glory of school, the glory of education is is that you have the opportunity to bring in various different people and perspectives as mm-hmm. a way of keeping kids engaged. There's 100%. no reason. There's no reason why you know this can't be a learning moment, a teaching moment, where right. it's like, okay, you know, we did this wrong. You know, I want to keep kids engaged is this a possible way in which we keep kids engaged? And hopefully the answer is yes. And if not, then great. You'll, we'll find another way. Yeah. I think our penance penance should be teaching some native American situations or, or some uh, part of the history of the native Americans. So, you know, Hey, like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what, this is what I was thinking. This is what I was trying to do, but this in in all reality, this is the, the spectrum, or this is the lesson we're going to learn today or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I say, get some indigenous teachers and call that American history. (laughs) (laughs) Like get some socially active, um, black lives matter people to teach American history. Mm. Right. Get some, get some great Muslim people because people forget during the time of slavery, just like the Holocaust, it wasn't just black people that were slaves. It was Muslims. It was Dominicans. It was people from Bermuda. It was people. It was, yes, it was everyone that wasn't like white. So just like the Holocaust had like disabled people in it during slavery, disabled people were killed because they couldn't live being slaves. They couldn't. They weren't profitable being slaves. So we've all been oppressed, but we can't just start with the anger. We got to just kind of start with uh, the conversation. Got you. hundred percent. I love that. Any wrap up words, Adam? Just, you know what, teacher? Don't do that. Just don't do that. Michael Myers. Michael Myers situation. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, usually we wrap up the show with like, um, recommendations you're more of a music guy right and you got you said you had some bands going so let's dude, go with music this week dude i got three bands in situ in the works right now i got one is a i5 senses where i'm like teamed up with uh zach pearson who is um a fantastic hip-hop artist he fronted a hardcore band out of out of tacoma called utterance for 10 years hmm. he was the voice of utterance hardcore and so him and i you know two different two different dudes we've known each other for 20 years we started this band i five senses and it's a mixture of of metal a mixture of hip-hop it's a mixture of of rock it's a mixture of uh jazz it's a mixture of low riders it's a mixture of boxing it's a mixture of fist fights with chickens it's 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 everything 
it is everything. So, and then the other band I'm in, it's called Scat Tamer. It's a, you know, collection of, I wouldn't say punk necessarily, but real fast metal. That's a BPMs. Well, the, the BPMs are 90. So it's, <laughs> it's like a slow cruise metal. It's like a nickelback rock type fusion with death metal. And it's fucking awesome. Whatever it, it is, what it is. We have about 14 songs like so, you know, one of our lead singles is uh, the dung that binds us or the truck of ill repute or the orgy in the blue car. You know, it's uh, I mean, it's whatever, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. But <clears throat> the one thing I do want to want to um, recommend. I'm reading this book. It's called Dark Days by Randy Blythe, the lead singer of Lamb of God. And uh, that would be my recommendation for the week for 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 music or anything like that it's reading this book it's it's a fantastic book about him and his time when he was accused of killing you know a, a kid who was on the stage and it, it talks about the trials and tribulations of of being a, an american in a prison overseas in probably one of the worst places in the world and having to overcome language barrier and culture and everything so go read that book dark days how about you, Jeff? Jeffrey, you got any recommendations? Oh, do I always have recommendations? There's a <laughs> shadow of intent out, mm. and it is fucking brutal. It is mm-hmm. so good. Uh, I'm enjoying that. Um, I also recommend a Japanese death metal band uh, called Dexcore. <laughs> They've got some crazy shit out there. That's fucking great um i'm i'm really enjoying them uh, them as well um as far as reading goes honestly i've been rereading uh it's called the nordic baking book it's a mixture of the history of nordic baking as well Mm. as recipes from all of scandinavia and how they bake using different uh mediums using Mm. like using different grains and and it's i i absolutely love it because it's like you know it's part history and you know part i'm fat kid that loves food so (laughs) yes yes so highly recommended i'm gonna go with that because anybody that sends me a nordic cookie called fuddyman has my heart i actually (laughs) friended uh i friended somebody from norway and i friended a bunch but this one girl accepted like when I first got on Facebook and I didn't know who she was. I didn't know her name. Well, I, well, you know, I knew her name, but I didn't know anything else about her. And I just sent her one question. How do I make fuddy men? <laughs> Cause my great aunt used to make it. And she sent me the recipe and I gave it to my mom one Christmas and my mom started crying. She was so happy. Oh, damn. It's like That's the awesome. driest, weirdest cookie, but you like it once you can't have it. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here, Adam. You're welcome to stick around for our next episode. I just wanted to let you know it's almost football time. Do you have any predictions? Um, I am. I'm. I'm almost considering giving up football. Seahawks are lost right now, and oh. um, Steelers are doing fantastic. And I'm pretty happy about that. But I have no predictions this this week. Okay. My Dodgers are out of the World Series. I'm devastated. I'm. Uh, I've taken up the. Letterkenny Irish hockey team that doesn't even exist. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Are you so, getting into more high school football, right? Oh my God! Let me tell you, my nephew. Shout out to my nephew Ethan Gonzalez. That dude is. It's just so amazing to see number thirty-three do <laughs> shit, and he is just such a great kid, and he's doing such just a great, great athlete. I, I love him to death. Uh, he's this is his senior year. And then yesterday, I went and seen my my other nephew, number twenty four, Mister Sai Sai Silas mm-hmm. Gonzalez. He uh um he is a naturally gifted athlete, and that kid, let me tell you, he stands all of uh three foot two and uh, nine years old or eight years old, and he's just quick. He's quick. He's quick. He's quick. He's tackles everywhere. He's in front of the ball. He's behind the ball. He's running the ball. He's throwing the ball. He is you know making some crucial stops, and then you know, got hit early on in the game. I'm talking three plays into the game or two plays into the game and played with an injury. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I can't move my arm. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's like, dude, is it broken? It's not broke. We had a, we had one of our friends who's a nurse, check it out. But man, I just love to see, uh, I love to see my family do shit. And my nephews were, were just awesome, you know? Yeah. So 
Yeah, man, that's a good. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, family, community, conversation. Mm-hmm. These are the things Public Access America is about. Yeah. Thank you for being here, everybody. Thank Tune you. in this Thursday for the continuing conversation we're about to have right now. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, you nobody, is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams Sunday on live YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. What? Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Stitcher, Stitcher Smart, Smart Radio, 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 Radio Public. And Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the